I'm Danny, that witch next door. And you're listening to That Witch Podcast. Welcome to another episode at That Witch Podcast. I'm Danny, That Witch Next Door, your host, guide, mentor, and instructor in all things witchcraft, magic, and astrology. And today is Tuesday, September 14th. That beautiful moon is in Capricorn, which is perfect, perfect energy for today's episode. Today, we're talking about business. Today, we're talking about business and money and money making and money generating. I'm really excited because this is something that I've dropped here and there along the journey so far in the podcast. It's something I've started posting content about on my page more and more in the last month, maybe last couple of months. Um, but in the in the scheme of that witch next door, this is actually very new for me. And so that's why I'm really excited to start incorporating this and to have my very first episode on this subject on the podcast. Now, listen to me. Before you go running away from this episode being like, where's my magic and where's my astrology? Don't go anywhere because it's here always. There's always going to be magic and astrology here no matter what the fuck we're talking about. But I would be willing to bet that, you know, if you're a legal adult listening to this podcast, that you have a job and that you make money in some kind of way. If the answer is yes, then this episode is still for you. Um, I really think that a lot of people hear us talk about entrepreneurialism and owning your own business. And they, like so many people just tune you out um, because they're like, well, I'm not a part of that community. You know, I work for somebody and I don't, you know, currently or, you know, in the future have any plans to open my my own business. So therefore, this must not be for me. And I disagree with that so much. You can learn so much. And not only can you learn so much, I would venture as far as to say that you should. That even if you are not the business owner, if you work for a business, period, you should be educated in business, business ethics, and business business fundamentals, honestly. How can you confidently, you know, say what your professional ethics are without, you know, developing some kind of knowledge base around professionalism and business, right? And so I think that a lot of people end up bypassing their own professional needs and their own professional potential by avoiding this kind of education and avoiding, you know, these these areas of subject because it either feels like it doesn't apply or how's this one? You think it's boring. You know why I know that you think that? Because that's been me for so long. That was me for so, so long. Even when I started owning a business, I was like, blah, business 
stuff is boring and stupid and and adulty and and it's not fun and it's not creative and it's it's not pretty and you know and it doesn't have to be like that that's why I want to start talking about it and that's why I started coaching in business and why I started educating in business development and fundamentals because because it it can be really beautiful and it should be insanely beneficial whether or not you even own your own business do you make money Do you have bills to pay and you pay them? Do you have some kind of personal, you know, and professional finances? Then this episode is for you. Then business education is for you, my friend. It really is for everybody. Um, I think that one one of the biggest problems in our relationship with money comes from this common belief that, that business education is only for for business owners. I just completely disagree with that. Business, oh, I'm, you know, forever putting my drink in the camera. Sorry, everybody. Um, Business education is just as much, um, if not more so, for the employee. Don't you think you should know how, how this entity operates? Don't you think that your opportunities and your experience where you're at professionally would have so much more profe- or so much more potential if you understood the fundamentals better and solidly and confidently? I bet it would. So we're going to start talking more and more about uh, entrepreneurship and small business ownership. But honestly, more than that, we're also just going to be talking about professionalism around here. We're just going to be talking about our relationship with money and with finances, our, our relationship with business structure and practice on a generational level and how this is massively, massively transforming and transitioning right now. And that's why now, my friend, is as good a time as any to start your business education journey. Again, regardless of what your job title is, I really, really, really encourage you to give this subject a go and to start genuinely educating yourself in finance and in business, okay? And honestly, if you want to come along with me and do it with me, uh, I'll make it, you know, fun, you know? So, hey, you should hop aboard. Get in the neighborhood here because, because business does not need to be this fucking boring, stiff, like lame and stressful subject anymore, okay? It can be exciting and it can be really, really informative and therefore it can be really transformative, okay? And this is going to help us all just collectively keep leveling up. It's time that we fucking redefine our relationship with traditional business and traditional finance. It's time. And most of us, there's a shit ton of us who have already woken up to this and are waking up to it right now. And if this is something that you've been, you know, thinking about a little bit too, then again, this is for you. You are welcome here. Let's do this. 
I I thought that the best way to do kind of an introductory business episode would be to offer my experience. So um, I'm sure if you've listened to the show, you obviously have at least some kind of an understanding that that's my style. I am first and foremost a storyteller. <laughs> I I just really encourage you to watch the YouTube because. I know that I'm a very expressive person and I, I know that that comes through on the mic and I'm very grateful for that. Um, but you get the whole show on YouTube. <laughs> oh, you get to see why I'm always laughing and giggling because we're just getting cornier and cheesier by the week because that is the cornier and cheesier we get the more authentic that I am actually being. Okay, so my journey in finance and business is an eclectic one. Honestly, it's such a mishmash. So I guess like if I had to give you my my technical complete work history, my resume, uh, it would start when I was 11 years old when I started babysitting. And I guess technically before then when I started getting allowance, but you know, maybe we're going, we're reaching a little bit when it comes to allowance. Um, and so my, my relationship and like education around money, money and like spending and business and stuff is what I would assume to be overall pretty average for, for most of my my peers that I grew up with. I don't think that I had necessarily a super unique journey is what I mean, even though it was very eclectic and very like this mis, misshapen pile of, of work history and work experience. I used to think that that was weird. And then the older I got and the more I met people and talked with people along my journey, I realized that's, I think that's how it is for, for most of us, at least in my generation. And, and so I, you know, I started when I was 11, technically, I started babysitting for different neighbors and stuff like that, or, you know, family, friends, kids and stuff. I, I have a little sister who's 10 and a half years younger than me. And so I was really responsible, like a really responsible uh, caregiver from a really young age. And so it came easy to me. I, I found that most of my jobs came very, very easy to me, even though the, the like task at hand was so different job to job. I, I really can honestly tell you that most of the time I gave a fuck. Like I really did care about what I was doing. I, in interviews, I used to always say I have natural, um, a naturally good work ethic, which, you know, to some extent is, is still accurate and true. Now I understand it on a deeper level. You know, my Pisces moon in my eighth house makes it very easy to just care about things. My my Scorpio IC, right? Like really just all my Scorpio energy is at the end of my third house and at the beginning of my fourth house, just all encompassing my roots and everywhere I come from. And then my Cancer rules my 12th house. And so these are some really major houses um, ruled by like empathy, right? All of these watery characteristics. And so caring about things and caring about what I did 
always came very, very easy to me. It wasn't easy for me to care about lots of other things like, like school. I didn't, you know, I really didn't care that much about school. Um, because the, the conditions weren't conducive at all to my, to my learning style, but I, you know, I, it took me a long time to start caring about myself. I can definitely tell you that was an area I lacked care in for a long, long time, but, but caring about like my job, something I was getting paid for to make it really specific is something that was always really easy for me to care about. I think that's why I've always understood the divine energy exchange on such a a base, deep level. It just makes sense to me. Um, And so no matter what my job was, I always really did care about it. Even, Even the most like mundane things. I did work in childcare for, oh my God, how many years would that be? From 11 years old until I finally left when I was 20 four. Yes. So what is that? 13 years. So I did work in childcare for 13 years and you know, that's definitely a good, uh, industry to be in when you're somebody like me and you just have this natural, like give a fuck, like care about your job. So I did do that for a long time. I thought that, um, you know, for a long time, I wanted to be a child psychologist. That was something that I wanted to be. I wanted to be a teacher for the majority of my childhood. Like if I was a little girl and you asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I always said a teacher and then a children's book author. And I always thought I was meant to work with kids. And that's because I really do enjoy uh, teaching. I really enjoy this container. Like taking my experience and taking my knowledge and breaking it down into a concept that's different than my understanding. And it's for somebody else's understanding. I don't know how else to explain it, but I just get how to do that. I'm just good at taking what I know and, and putting it through a lens that makes sense to you even though if it was explained to me that way, it might not make sense to me. I just, I get the teaching container. Um, and I think that I was meant to work with kids during the time that I, that I did. And eventually that did morph. And I, I came out of the childcare industry when I was 24, like I said, and I got into both, uh, like the admin industry, like, you know, secretary, uh, back office, office type work, administrative type of work, and also uh, the service industry. And I worked in in restaurants and stuff. I worked at a multitude of places that fell within those umbrellas, okay? And this is from age 11. This is going to be my 31st year Oh my God, that's so weird to say. I just realized that on air. This will officially be my 20th year on my resume. Gross. Oh my God. Oh, it's so weird finally hitting your 30s. I love it. I love this age. I love feeling like a 
pretty, the most adulty I've ever felt in my life. Um, <laughs> at the same time, I'm old enough to be able to say weird shit like that. It's been 20 years since I first started working. Um, but it's true. I had business cards actually when I was a babysitter and everything I had a going rate. Um, I really do consider <laughs> that my first job because I took it very, very seriously. Gross. I still can't believe I've been working for 20 years. <laughs> Anyways, I'm so glad you were all here to witness such a deep epitome for myself. So during this whole professional journey, let me just tell you what my fucking relationship is with money. Because even though I give a fuck about what I'm doing and we're all over here like, yay, that's so great. Danny like really cared and like gave a shit about what she was doing. Like, okay. But remember when I said like, I didn't care about myself. Like there was lots of other things I did not give a shit about during the, the during these years. Um, this very much <laughs> was apparent in my relationship and my mindset around money and finances. Like, holy moly. I Let me just make this clear. My relationship with money right now is definitely bar none the healthiest it's it's ever been. I've been working very consciously on it. By no means is it perfect. Um we are still very, very much a work in progress over here in the in the old DNA station over here. Um, there is a fuck ton of shadow work I am currently doing around personal finances and money mindset and stuff. Um, and honestly, it is our relationship with money is so deeply ingrained in us that um, we all cope with it in very, very different ways to the point where most of us are not even aware of our, our active relationship with money. Like we just think about money as this extremely external thing outside of ourselves. And um, we either like it and it's making things easier for us or it's stressing us the fuck out. That's literally the extent of most people's experience with it. And it's not even your fault. Like, I know it's so, it's such a deep, deep thing. I don't even know the right word for it. It's, it's such a deep thing that we have to deal with. And that's a part of our lives and a part of our society and just a, a part of everything um, that I really think it's almost like too big for us to genuinely grasp that that's how we cope with it. And, and this is why I, I just firmly believe how fucking important it is that we start talking about this shit. And that's why I want to start talking about it here in the neighborhood, in the community with y'all, because I'm serious. We need to start realizing how profound our relationship with finances is and with money. That being said, number one, I want you to remind yourself right now, money is a tool, okay? Money is a tool. Money is not an entity unless you give it the energy to be so. And you, you don't need to do that. The energy that money has lies within the user of the tool, okay? Money is nothing more than, than a deck of tarot cards, than a, than a pen and a notebook, than a computer or a phone. Okay. It, it needs a user. Okay. And 
And that means that this tool that is money can have beautiful, beautiful transformative power or massive, massive destruction, depending on the use, depending on the user, okay? So I want you to take that power that you keep giving money and take it the fuck back because that power is yours. Stop putting that power into an inanimate object and you take that power and have it and recognize that other people and their relationship with money and their personal finances is their own world and their own power, okay? Take yours back and hold it and take that power. I want you to, I'm, I'm visually doing it for you because I want you to, to visualize yourself doing that too. Take that power that you keep giving the inanimate object that is money, this arbitrary concept, take it back and keep it. That's your power now. Okay. Here you go. You're welcome. I know that if we can do this successfully, that if we can take our power back with money and recognize that it is a tool, we can successfully redefine our relationship with it. We can. We can vastly improve our relationship with this arbitrary concept (laughs) that is money, okay? We can. And that is really ultimately what I want to do here. My financial journey is not so. It's nutso. And, and I am so, so grateful for how crazy and rocky of a ride it has been because it's put me in a position to be able to really effectively and authentically help coach other people in their personal finances. Really, I I have no no interest in becoming like an accountant. I'm not talking about that. Um, and you'll even if you ever take business coaching with me, like you'll know that I very much encourage you to invest in accounting and things like that. Because unless that is a deep passion of yours, you should just hire a very quality professional to to make sure your shit is uh, done right. But as far as, you know, personal budget and personal finances and and personal spending habits and relationship with money, this is something I specialize in because my, my journey has been so incredibly crazy the last six years. And so I, you know, if you follow me on TikTok, if you follow me on Instagram, then you've seen recently me start talking about this, this professional kind of awakening that happens. Um, it's happening to a lot of people and it's been happening to a lot of people over the last handful of years. And, and almost seven years ago, I was very much one of them where I, you know, just, and I don't mean woke up in the, like the sense of like the woke movement. I don't, I mean, literally I woke up, like I wake up in the morning it's like I woke up one day and just realized I couldn't do this forever. I I wasn't in this position where I, I was like ready to quit my nine to five job the next day. Like, Jesus Christ, nobody can do that. That's, I mean, a very small amount or a fraction of people can probably do that. That's probably more accurate. I'm sure there's some people that can do that. Um, and if you wake up and have that, that deep of an intuitive, intuitive pull and you have the means, uh, to be able to do something about it, I fucking commend you. That's awesome. And I think that you should do it. 
But, you know, like most people, it's not like I could just quit the next day. But I did still like wake up one day and it start. I started having this massive, massive realization that I didn't give a shit about my job. Like I, I, I knew all of a sudden it made sense. Like, oh, I've always given a shit about what I do. <clears throat> Even when I don't give a shit about it. Does that make sense? So at the time, at the time, I am working in the financial department at an oral surgery practice, okay? I am verifying dental and medical insurance and um, during the day and during the, or during the mornings and during the afternoons, I'm meeting with patients and going over treatment costs and estimates, okay? It was a horrendously stressful job and any job dealing with finances and like insurance like that on behalf of people is, is always going to be one of the most stressful jobs. And I want you to always remember to be extra, extra nice to the people that you have to deal with in finance and payroll and billing, because I'm telling you, they have one of the most under talked about hardest and like emotionally hardest jobs. Like, everybody feels entitled to jump down billings throat or to jump down collections throat or, you know what I mean? Like these are still human beings. These are still human beings going to their job as well. So it was naturally this extremely stressful job. Um, but I was really, really good at it again, because I cared about it and I cared about the, the patients and I cared about the people that I worked for and stuff. And so I I put my all into everything. Well, while I'm here, I awaken to my witchcraft journey. And I really embrace my, my spiritual awakening. And I really embrace my intuitive and my psychic gifts. And if that's happened to you, maybe it's why you're even listening to this show. Uh, you know how you, you, then you also know how you start to wake up to the other shit around you. And you start to realize, ah, uh, fuck, I don't know if I can do this forever. Shit. I thought I could do this forever. And that's exactly where I was at. When I interviewed for, um, when I applied for, interviewed for, took that job, trained in that job, I remember giving that my all and saying internally and out loud, like, this is my big girl job. Like, this is the one I'm going to do. This is going to be my 20-year job. This is the place I grow with. This is the place I end up becoming like a manager and a supervisor. Like, that's what I really wanted at the time. And I used to say, like, that's what I thought that I wanted. But that's not even, it's, at the time, that is what I wanted. That's truly what I wanted. I believed everything that I had been taught up until that point, which was that that big girl job, all of those things and those characteristics I just listed, that was how I was taught security. And that if I didn't attain that exact image, therefore, I would never secure any type of stability of income or be able to provide for myself or eventually create a family. None of that. Cause this was long before I had my daughter. And so 
I mean, when I was there and applying and interviewing and taking the job and going through training, my whole heart was in it because I was like, this is going to be the one. This is the thing that I do. This is the big girl job. This is the security. This is the stability. This is the sustainability. Well, it wasn't. (laughs) At the time, like at the time that I believed all those things, I didn't have any kind of spiritual practice. I was not listening to my intuition. I was not, I was hardly even acknowledging that I had an intuition. I definitely did not acknowledge any kind of gifts that I had at all, at all. Um, I I really got to this, I'm going to say it, I got to this point of complacent, like, this is just on this numb level, like who I am, like just embracing mediocrity as maybe shitty as that could sound. I'll take the risk sounding shitty. That That is the realization that I had was that for me, I knew deep down, I knew that I wasn't trying my hardest. I knew that I wasn't passionate about this. I knew that I didn't even have a fucking passion. I knew that I didn't have a purpose. I knew I didn't have a direction. Do you know why I knew all these things? Because I didn't, I, I, I just, I thought that's how it was. I thought I got to the peak of life and that that's all that was up there. And that you then get this adventure, like if you're lucky enough, like, and it's what you also want, you get this adventure of of parenthood, you know, and like passing on this legacy and that next chapter of life. And that maybe if you didn't want that, you created the next chapter of life for yourself. And really, honestly, I usually just chalk that up to, well, then I guess you travel the rest of your life. You either become a parent or you travel the rest of your life. How's that? Um, Either way, either scenario, I'm totally glass ceiling, you know, the, the scenarios here. And that's what I did. That's what I believed. That's what I believed. I didn't think anything was special about me. I, you know, I thought there were loads of special things in the world. I thought there was loads of magic in the world. I don't mean that. I don't mean that I, I thought there was nothing out there. That's not what I mean. That's why I'm not saying that, you know, wanting that type of job and me calling that settling for mediocrity, it's not the job that made it mediocre. If that was my passion, if that was what I wanted to do, it would be anything but mediocre. The reason that it was for me is because I went out of my way to dim myself in every possible light possible. (laughs) Every possible light possible. But I'm serious. I did. I really did. I went out of my way to dim any shine that I had because I just lived this narrative that there was no way I was special. There was no way there was room for me. I could never possibly, you know, live this deep, meaningful life. That would have to mean that I'm special on some level. That would mean I would have to have some kind of purpose on some level. And up until that point, up until I was like 25, I really deeply believed that, you know, I was born to 
to be a mom and give my entire life and existence to any children that I had. I I will just fully admit that to you. That's really what I believed and dreamed um, for the majority of my my adult life up until my my spiritual journey. Truly, truly. And you know what? This is fucking common. This is why I'm sharing this story. This is so fucking common. I see it all the time in people I know and in total strangers. I see this all the time because society has us living in this conditioned way to believe that and conditioning us to dim ourselves because it keeps the right systems in place to keep the right and the same people making money and keeping the same people in power. And so we all just blindly keep spinning and spinning our wheels, totally fueling that other source while draining ourselves. Am I getting a little matrixy on you? Yeah. And like strap in a little bit. We're going to, that's welcome. We're going to be talking about the truth around here. And so these, I want to be that, that voice validating you, that voice that I was seeking so, so strongly as well at that time. I was having those feelings. I was starting to see these discrepancies. I was feeling this disalignment in how I was raised and how I was conditioned and where I was being called and how I actually felt and how I actually thought. And the information that I learned from other resources and things like that. And that's when, you know, I really did the wake up part and was like, oh, shit. I can't do this forever. Again, I can't quit tomorrow, you know, on a realistic level, like financially, I can't, I can't quit tomorrow, but I can tell you this isn't it. I'm not going to do this. I'm not, this is not the, the big girl stability, all the stuff that I listed earlier. Yeah. It was like, I woke up one day and realized, oh shit, it's not all of that. And also, uh uh-oh, what I do want is like, so super different, (laughs) like the opposite of what I'm doing and the opposite of everything I've been fucking doing. And that's terrifying. Do you know how scary that is? You probably do because I bet there's a ton of you having these same realizations yourself as well. You, you know that you need more. You know that you can give more. And you know that it's time. You've learned enough from maybe our parents' generation and generations before them that it doesn't have to fucking be this way anymore. That it doesn't have to be this tireless, toxic productivity, toxic positivity, you know, that we're just meant to to wake up and, and feel blessed for the fact that there are tons of jobs that'll fucking kill you out there and you should take one because it'll pay the checks and And you should just be grateful for that. And don't forget that you still have to go to college and put yourself into like fucking tens of thousands of dollars of debt, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt, Um, you know, at the beginning of your life, by the way. And that's the meaning. That's what you're supposed to do. Welcome to adulthood. Welcome to life until you die. Fuck that. No, 
We're waking up to that shit and saying, "Eh, I'm good. I'm not going to do that shit. I know that I have purpose. Maybe I'm still learning what that is. Maybe I'm learning what my meaning and where where my my north node and where my calling is pulling me to. That's fine. <laughs> but I guarantee you already know where it's not calling you. And that's a really great place to start, actually, with all of this. When we're really redefining our relationship um, with money and with business um, is starting there first. What right off the bat just feels totally and completely wrong and disaligned because it's probably conflicting with some really deep, deep, um, solid fundamental values and morals that that you have. And that means that it's time to tweak and change at least something. Okay. If you, if your relationship with money is triggering some kind of deep down moral or value, there is something in your relationship and your mindset with money that needs to change. And that's why I really, really wanted to start here at this, this really broad, like basic, like starting the journey through understanding my personal journey. I, I worked this, this mishap of, you know, jobs too, where it was all different kinds of places, different kinds of employers, different kinds of things that I did. Um, you know, for the first portion, when I was quote unquote, sure of what I wanted to do, when I thought I still wanted to be a children's teacher, I worked in, in childcare. The moment I realized I didn't think I wanted to do that anymore. And I was in school and I changed my major. I changed jobs. Like, Uh, everything went haywire after that. Everything went haywire after that. I wasn't taught how to explore. I wasn't taught how at all, how to discover what it is I wanted to do. I do remember being literally fucking taught to figure out what it is I wanted to do. Do you remember that, by the way? Do you remember people literally fucking using those words with you? You do want to figure out what it is you want to do so that, you know, you get a major that, that, you know, corresponds with that path. And yet nobody fucking teaches you how the fuck to figure out what you want to do. No one teaches you how to explore and be curious and, and be adventurous and impulsive in a safe way, in a responsible way. Nobody teaches you that. No, we are taught to fit into molds and cookie cutters for just-in-case scenarios. Seriously, I, I genuinely feel that that's most of the education I got surrounding like finances and jobs from an extremely young age, from all kinds of adults. And again, I'm not blaming anybody. This has been taught and taught and passed down and passed down. Our relationship with money has been fucking poisoned for a long time. And we just keep passing on the poison. It's time that some of us jump off the fucking hamster wheel. And I genuinely believe a lot of us are doing that. And that's why, again, I reiterate what I said at the beginning of this episode. I really encourage you just because something says, you know, it's business education or whatever, no matter where you are as a professional, no matter what you do, I really encourage you to start learning and understanding this and to start learning and understanding your relationship with money. And by the way, if you want to learn this um, through the astrological scope, um, second and eighth houses are big, big financial houses. 
Uh, second house is going to be super personal possessions, personal finance, personal income. Eighth house is longer term stuff. This is taxes, long term investments. Um, because the eighth house comes after the seventh house of partnerships, which bear in mind, is all partnerships, including um, business partnerships. And therefore, a lot comes birthed in the eighth house from the seventh house because of those business partnerships. And so because of that, we get a lot of these long-term investments, long-term finances, long-term assets, those kinds of things. And you want to start really understanding and working in both of these areas. They are both very fucking, very fucking beneficial, okay? Um, Traditionally, Taurus rules the second house. Scorpio rules the eighth house. We learn a lot about material possessiveness, envy, um, manipulation in all of these signs. Okay. And all of those are very important concepts to understand when it comes to finances and when it comes to money. You need to make sure that you have this ethical relationship with money and that you can spot unethical relationships and unethical uses of money. It's very, very important that you're able to do that. And therefore, that's why it's through the scope of business as well. Um, You can also definitely look at fourth and 10th houses. The reason I always include the fourth house, even though this is typically the house of family and roots and ancestry and where you come from, ding, ding, is because a lot of our relationship with money comes from where we come from and how we were raised. And it's really important to have a deep, deep understanding of this so that we know what to expand on, what to adjust, what to release, what to grow away from, what to grow with and grow on. Okay. So fourth house stuff is still very important when it comes to growing and redefining our relationship with finances. And then 10th house, um, this is also important because, um, you know, the 10th house cusp is the mid heaven or the MC. And a lot of us, We'll call this maybe the career line. Um, this is because the 10th house does have our public image in it, okay? And our public image more often than not is um, something that we achieve through the scope of our job position, okay? The 10th house is where we structure and build things. And again, at a later point in our life, past childhood, more often than not, this is in a professional manner, in a professional sense. So um, fourth and 10th house balance Fourth house is traditionally ruled by Cancer. Tenth house is traditionally ruled by Capricorn. And again, learning and balancing both of these energies is not only helpful to redefine and grow our relationship and mindset with like money and business, but it's really imperative for life work balance. I love working with fourth and tenth house energy when I'm trying to um, really enhance and grow and nurture my life work balance. And then lastly, when it comes to career and finances through the um, astrology scope, I would also suggest um, third and ninth house. Third house is basic day-to-day communications. And as you might guess, this is a house that most of us activate um, when we are um, in our professional versions of ourselves, when, our, um, when we're at work or when we're at our job or whatever. Most of us are tapping into and activating our third house and therefore our ninth house, because this is our higher learning, okay? 
when we work a job that doesn't activate our ninth house very often or very effectively, these are usually the types of jobs that lead to boredom and then um, burnout later. So um, really understanding your third and ninth houses are also very, very beneficial when understanding and growing and developing your personal business astrology. Okay. Really understanding yourself, um, your business self and your, your relationship with finances through an astrological sense. These are really good houses. Honestly, I could still tie in the first, fifth, seventh, and 11th and sixth and 12th houses too, but we'll still stop there. Those were, those are really good houses to start with when you're really trying to start understanding, um, these, these areas of life for yourself. Okay. So when I say looking at those houses in your chart, this means looking at what sign rules all of those houses and therefore the planet that rules that sign. So, um, my 10th house is ruled by Taurus. Okay. Taurus is my midheaven and Venus rules Taurus. Therefore, Venus is my 10th house ruling planet. And what you do is you go look at Venus in my chart and you kind of evaluate the health of that planet. What aspects are being made to it? What house is it in? What sign is it in? Okay. This is how you start to understand the energy of those areas of your life. Okay. Is you look to the, the ruler of that house and therefore the planetary ruler. And this is how you can really, really deepen your own personal understanding of yourself. It's, it's really, truly transformative. Truly. Okay. So this, this has been really, really amazing. Um, I've really enjoyed starting to open this professional door and this conversation with all of you around, um, money and business mindset, our relationship with, um, with these things. And so I wanted to take the opportunity at the end of the show here to really, really give, um, some information about my upcoming mentorship program, because the business development side of it is a really, really crucial component of the program. And, I have been in the uh, planning and pre-planning stages and wanting to make sure that I, I felt really solid and really comfortable about what exactly I want to offer in, in this program before I started really talking about it and sharing it with everybody. But I, I do. I have this clear, clear vision now. I'm going to be able to launch in just a few weeks here. So close. Um, I'm actually already um, starting a wait list over on my website where you can read more information about this. You can join the wait list. And I am actually offering some really, really, really cool, very special um discounts and offers to any early bird interests. Okay. So if you go sign up for that wait list, there is very likely an offer for a free mini session coming your way. Okay. And by mini session, I mean a full 45 minute free, no obligation session. So if you're at all interested in working with me, I really encourage you to stick around and and hear what this program has to offer because it's something I've been really passionate about for a really fucking long time now. 
I, you know, like so many people in the spiritual community started out as a reader. I started out as a tarot reader and eventually became an astrologer offering readings for natal charts. And I really love sharing those psychic gifts and um, my knowledge that I've built and studied from, from learning astrology. I love offering that. If you have ever done that, or you currently are a tarot reader professionally or a professional astrologer that makes the bulk of your money doing readings, you know firsthand how absolutely exhausting that work is. Is it massively meaningful? Fuck yes. Is it very, very rewarding and very fulfilling? Definitely fucking can be. It can also be really, really, really hard um, if you don't have good professional boundaries. So I will say that if you're a professional reader and you are not feeling any kind of um, joy from your profession anymore, first of all, you should send me a DM. We should talk and work through some of those issues together for sure. But um, I, I would probably guess that the first place we need to start is professional boundaries. Okay. I think that spiritual service providers, sorry, blanked for a second. Spiritual service providers um, need some seriously strong boundaries more than a lot of other positions um, necessarily require. Okay. So you do need strong boundaries, but here's the deal. I only felt comfortable and ethical charging a certain price. If you have ever done any kind of pricing research on a tarot reading or an astrology reading, well, then you fucking know. You tell me. What's the price range? It's huge. I've literally seen readings and both tarot and natal chart readings for as low as a dollar, one dollar, um, all the way up to several, several hundred dollars, okay, for a reading for sometimes 30 minutes. Here is the deal. I'm not here to argue whether or not, like, what the actual ethical price is, how much a tarot reading should cost and how, like, high it should never be charged past or how, you know, a bare minimum. I'm not here to argue any of that. It really is up to each individual to price themselves and know the value that they provide. Here's what I can tell you from my personal experience. There was a, there is in my mind a cap. Okay. There is a price I will never charge more than for a tarot reading from me. I won't. I won't. Um, I just won't. At this time in my professional path, I won't charge a certain amount above what I charge for it. And so because of that, I needed to book an insane number of clients in order to live and sustain my life, to sustain my business, let alone sustain my life. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a very, very high number. And so I, even though I was doing something I loved, I was hitting burnout just as fast, if not faster than I was at my nine to five office job. Hmm. What a mystery I had to solve here. And so 
what this really triggered was I started doing some shadow work for my business. And, and this is something that I really, really educate about now in all of my sessions um, and will definitely be including in the program is how important shadow work is for your business just as much as it is for doing for yourself on a personal level. And so what I really did was I started re-examining and re-evaluating in my business, in my brand, in my messaging, in my offerings, like what is aligned and what is not? What am I enjoying and what am I not? Um, here's how I'm feeling. Maybe if I backpedal and like retrace my steps, I'll be able to kind of see where this total, total um, drained, exhausted feelings are coming from. And so this is really how I discovered that I wanted to um, to morph and transform and ascend um, past reader. You know, I will always be a reader. I will always, there's a reason why I do the pre-show tarot readings, um, <clears throat> why I get on at the beginning of episodes and on Monday musings and stuff. And I read the astrological weather. It's something I'm passionate about doing and I love doing it. And I also wanted more and that's okay. And I stopped dimming the lights. I stopped dimming all of, all of these parts of me. And I was like, well, I can do this and I can ascend and I can grow past this too. And that's when I really started counseling and coaching people. This is when I really added this new layer of depths to my sessions and I added more time to them. Um, I started doing them on a much more intuitive level and a lot less structured because I really wanted to be able to like dive into the client's experience and their situation and fully give them whatever they needed in that session. Um, you know, beyond the cards, like really expanding on as much as I can, um, or as much as I could in every session. Well, then again, through more transformative work, through more experience, through more sessions with clients, I start growing more and understanding, okay, I teach every single client that I have. If you've ever had a session with me, you know that I have an extremely educational-based um, interpretation style. So even though for so long I marketed my services as readings, I it really was more of these like tutoring sessions where I'm offering you my insights and my own interpretation of the information on your chart or in your cards but I found that I was naturally also teaching every client. By the way, this is what this card means. And this is why this is what this card means. And this is where I look at it every time I do it. And I would do the same thing for a natal chart. By the way, the reason I'm coming up with this interpretation and why I'm telling you this is because of these planets and these degrees. But they're specifically talking to this planet down here in this house. And so I would, I would take this really, really practical educational approach and it hits me one day. I was the teacher I had always said that I was going to be. It's actually a really profound moment for me. That was when I realized that that gift that I have that I was talking about earlier, where I'm able to take my own knowledge and my own experience and, and offer it and, and twist it where needed and like adapt it where needed and, and offer it so that you understand it. 
even if I wouldn't have understood it in that way. I realized I naturally am a teacher. I naturally am a guide and a mentor in my areas of expertise, in my areas of experience, in my areas of passion. And so in this discovery, I also realized that I really start attracting and wanting to attract a new style of client where before I met tons of different people because I had such a high turnover. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. Tons of people love having high turnover rate. I loved having it for a really long time. I have a Gemini Mars in my 10th house. I do not mind um, that high speed, high stress environment and having to interact and talk with a multitude of different people and a multitude of different energies. I can handle that and actually really enjoy that for long periods of time. Um, But I do have this Taurus midheaven, this very fixed, slow, practical, right? Sustainability um, minded energy ruling my 10th house. And I knew that that Gemini Mars in there was giving a lot of fuel there. Um, but I knew that the, that I had a much longer term vision coming. I had a much longer term, uh, vision and goal and intention for myself and for my professional life. Um, and that Gemini Mars, hello, right here on the podcast, for example, still very much fuels that, but I really started expanding my perspective when it came to my career and, and my goals for my future. And I realized that I wanted to start working with clients on a longer term basis. I wanted more returning and regular clients. I love the client journey. I love watching people's spiritual and professional and personal transformations. I love being able to offer support wherever I can and just being able to encourage you and support you in any way that you can or in any way that I can. And so this is why I started offering, you know, those deeper sessions. Um, I extended the time. I started offering them on a monthly basis for a little while. And, and this was to start, um, start gearing my, my business and my brand in this more longer term sense, in this longer term container. And, you know, all the while I, I have this, this vision that, that longer term vision and goal, like becoming clearer and clearer. And I just have this idea for this program. And I kept putting it off and I kept putting it off. And, you know, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I was never in a spot to sit down and like really create it. And honestly, I had to face the realization that the reason I never had time to sit down and create this program is because I was pushing my my business and brand in, in a direction that didn't align with this new longer-term vision. And so this is why you don't see tarot readings available from me anymore. You don't see traditional natal chart readings available from me anymore Where my passion lies is in teaching other passionate spiritualists and witches and astrologers and aspiring entrepreneurs and business owners and anybody passionate and interested in taking control of their own life through these scopes, you know, of magic and witchcraft and astrology. 
And so I wanted to offer all of my experience and all of my knowledge that I've accrued over these years in business, in witchcraft, in astrology, and offer it in a program designed to set that client up for honestly, like beautiful, meaningful, fulfilling success. The Think and Grow Witch Mentorship is a 12-week program. Seven of those weeks are going to be full 90-minute one-on-one sessions with me um, via Zoom. And five of those weeks are going to be um, educational weeks with learning modules, with a full and complete personalized workbook for you for that week's study materials. And the entire structure and layout of the program really is designed to take you on a transformative journey, to take you from this place of confusion and fogginess and self-doubt and insecurity and not knowing if this is the right path for you, but knowing that it is, but not being sure how to take advantage of it. Um, what is an ethical way to walk it? What's, what's an actually effective way to walk it? Okay. I know that there's so much to astrology. I know there's so much to magic, but but it seems so complex. It seems so overwhelming. Really owning my own business, really truly sustaining myself on my own generated income. It's something I dream of, but it feels impossible. And the number one sentence of every single one of my my clients that, that I've designed this for is, I don't even know where to start. I know that's what you're already saying. I don't even know where to start. I can't tell you how many clients I've had come to me and say the words, I just want to learn how to be you. I want, I want to know what you know, and I want to be able to do what you do. And I fucking refuse to be one of the leaders in this industry. That's just like, well, I keep my journey and my experience to myself. You have to learn it the hard way. I had to learn it the hard way. But then I hop on Instagram and talk about fucking lifting each other up when I don't even actually do that. I basically am like, no, I had to learn it. And I, I'm too insecure to teach you my experience because I'm too afraid that you'll be copying me or whatever. Jesus Christ, it's time for all of us to grow past that elementary school fucking way of thinking. And understand that every single one of us, even though we might have lots of common interests and lots of just things in common, you know, maybe a million fucking people offer tarot readings, but they're all completely different individual people. When we, when we get up here on our platforms and we tell you that there is enough room for everybody and that, um, you know, there's no such thing as a saturated market and stuff. But then we, those same business owners, get up there and hoard our experience and hoard our information and put some fucking $20,000 price tag on it. Yeah, if you pay, if you pay thousands and thousands of dollars, I'll give you four hours of my time. No, like, I want 
to break through these walls. I want to break through these obstacles. I know that they're there because I ran into them myself on my journey over and over again as well. I know you're running into these obstacles. I know that you don't think you have the time or the resources or the know-how to to take your your own business into your own hands, to take your own professional goals into your own hands, to take your own spiritual goals and your own spiritual abilities into your own hands. I know that that society is sitting here telling you and conditioning you to believe that you can't and that you're not enough and that you won't. But I'm here to promise you that that's a fucking lie. I am. I promise. I promise. So much untapped potential is waiting for you. I promise that you really are more special than you think. And I don't mean like, you know, we're all the queen of Sheba and we should all walk around like our shit doesn't stink and be inconsiderate of each other and shit like that. I don't mean that. But I do think that we are literally conditioned to believe that we are... Our, that our best shot at happiness is mediocrity because at least it's safe. Fuck that. Fuck that. If you want something more and people make you feel bad for wanting more and people tell you you're fucking crazy for wanting more and people telling you that you're stupid for wanting more because it's risky and reckless and it's not the safe way, I'm here to tell you and everybody else, you know, actually in the successful entrepreneurial sphere here, we're here to tell you that we all got told the same bullshit lie to all of us. And we all had to make a choice to ignore it. And, and that is where this program comes in. This is who it's for. I stacked these 12 weeks with value like stacked on stacked. Um, the whole 12 weeks is divided up into six total chapters and each chapter contains a bundle of two weeks. One of those weeks, we'll have a call with each other, a 90 minute session. And the other week, the alternating week, I will have, um, a learning module for you with video and a personalized workbook with homework, exercises, journal prompts, um, and honestly, just a lot of information as well. They're going to be miniature, almost like half textbook, half workbooks. And again, you're going to get a total of five of these for five of those weeks and then seven 90-minute sessions with me, specifically designed to not only educate you in astrology and witchcraft and magic, but also in your entrepreneurial journey. Okay. I am going to help you start and develop your own business, your own spiritual witchy business. That's actually legit. That actually fucking works. That actually makes you money and actually fulfills you right? That actually means something because we can find a paycheck fucking anywhere. But in 12 weeks, I'm going to offer you what was probably at least four to five full years of experience for me. And we are going to tailor this to you 
your unique lifestyle, your unique strengths, your unique challenges. We're going to utilize your chart. You are going to enter that program maybe feeling shaky about your knowledge around astrology, maybe not feeling like you have the strongest witchcraft practice, knowing that you want to start your own business or that maybe you have started it, but you you feel like you're this fish out of water and you feel like you're failing. No, you're going to start and right off of the bat, I'm going to help empower and strengthen you. And I'm going to show you on day fucking one that you already are that fucking witch. You already have everything that you need. And I'm going to help you unlock all of them. I'm going to help you unlearn the the toxic fucking conditioning that's been put on you. I'm going to help redefine your relationship with money and finances and make sure that your business is actually set up legit and clean and strong. You're going to have strong messaging, strong branding, strong self and business awareness. You are going to develop and practice regular shadow work. You are going to integrate your Oh, your badass knowledge of astrology and your inner power and magic in all areas of your life, including your business. And that's why you, by the end of this program, you are going to be fucking thriving, thriving and wanting more, just wanting more for yourself. You're going to be in such like ascension mindset and growth mindset I am going to trigger all of that, that curiosity and passion that you used to have when you were a kid that we were taught to just shove away. You don't have to do that anymore. You get to let the most beautiful, most fun and authentic versions of yourself out. And that is going to give your life purpose and meaning. It's going to, it's going to fund your life. You're going to have control over your own career and your own professionalism. It's really, really a transformative program. Um, I'm, I'm so <laughs> just grateful to, to be able to offer it soon. Um, every time I think about it, I am just taken aback at how amazing it is that this is what I get to do. And now I get to teach you how to do the same thing. You get to have this. I promise you get to have this because the person I'm promising this to is the person that will put in the work. This is the person who will be accountable. I know you, the person I'm talking to, you want it. No matter your background, no matter where you come from, no matter what has been fucking stacked against you, no matter what you've been fucking told, you want it that bad. I know that you do and I'm gonna help you get it. I am. I am. I'm going to have tons of payment options available. I want this program to be accessible. I want this program to be for everybody. I want to help as many people ascend in these areas and get you set up for real fucking meaningful success. I, I just, 
I, I, I'm so passionate about it. I really, really am. So there's going to be lots of different options. Like I said, I'm offering a lot of really, really cool early specials. So I have a wait list up right now. If you sign up for the wait list, you're going to get an early bird invitation to fill out an application for the program. Now, filling out this application, I promise you, is completely risk and completely obligation free. It does not sign you up for anything at all. It is simply a head start in the process. I'm going to have anybody who's enrolled in this program apply for it first. Um, and the, the whole basis for that is to make sure that you and I are an aligned fit with each other so that this program provides the most potential for you possible, period. Um, I, I really want this program to be for people, like I said, that are ready that are just fucking ready and want this so, so bad. So that's part of the reason for the for the application process. So when you sign up for the wait list, you'll get a link to fill out the application. And by filling out the application, you are letting me know that you are interested in scheduling a free mini business clarity session with me, which essentially means a head start free 45 minute session for you and I to talk about where you're currently at, um, what you're struggling with, where you feel like you're strong and um, where your goals are and how we can help you get there the most efficiently and effectively and ethically as possible. Okay. Because there's a lot of unethical bullshit going on in the spiritual industry and we are not here for that. Um, so like I said, this is, this is big. I re offering these free sessions, um, you know, that's 45 minutes. That's a, that's a long free session. And, um, it's because I really do want you to not only feel um, like seen and heard and supported, but I want to make sure that any questions that you have are answered and that you feel like I am being totally transparent with you and what this program is going to do for you, okay? And that's really the whole goal of the free business clarity session. Now, something else really exciting that I'm doing for the launch of the Think and Grow Witch Mentorship is I am going to be hosting a free masterclass. Now, it is Tuesday, September 14th right now. The free masterclass is going to be the last, no, sorry, sorry, the first uh, weekend or week of October, okay? And this free masterclass is actually directly derived from the Think and Grow Witch mentorship. The masterclass is actually, uh, it's a week of the, the program is what we'll be going over. We're going to be going over the learning module for one of the weeks from the mentorship program. Again, this is going to be a completely free masterclass so that I can open the doors as wide as possible. And as many people that want and have interest in seeing what this program is all about has the opportunity to do so. So in this masterclass, I'm going to teach you how to start a legit witchy business. Okay. Don't just wake up one day and start an Instagram and start an Etsy page. 
I'm going to teach you how to start on the right foot, how to start with a really, really strong foundation in this masterclass, okay? It will be about a 90-minute masterclass, and it is going to come with a free guidebook um, that really helps you, again, this is directly from the mentorship as well, um, that is going to help you define uh, the business that you want to create, your values, your mission statement, your plan, your messaging, um, and the, the early workings of developing your your strategy so that you can start your own legit witchy business. So like I said, this masterclass is going to be totally free and there will be limited space available on the live uh, masterclass call, but I will have that free guidebook um, just available and downloadable in my in my little link tree as well. So um, that'll be available even after the fact. But again, this is just my way of honestly just opening the the door and saying, "Come sit in my classroom." come sit in on a week of the mentorship and and take a look at all the value that I'm going to bring you. And I'm basically going to preview it to you in a 90-minute free masterclass so that you can see, holy shit, if this is just one week of the 12-week program. Oh my God, how much can this program do for me? I'm excited. I can't stop smiling about it because all I've been doing is working on the structure and outline for the program. And it's just so fucking badass and transformative and empowering. And if if all of these things are exciting to you, then this program is for you. And if you're interested, I promise you there is never any risk, never any pressure with me. I am simply interested in offering you and showing you what I can provide you. And if you feel like that is something um, that resonates with you and something that you want to move forward with, then and only then is, you know, that the conversation that we'll have. So huh, I'm just, I can't stop you know, smiling and laughing about this. This is amazing. And thank you for listening to this. Um, thank you everybody for your interest in my offerings in this incredible witchy journey of mine. I, I absolutely enjoy every single day and even more so getting to share it with all of you. So thank you. Thank you. I'll never stop saying thank you because you're all the literal actual best. Um, until next week, everybody, we have a very fun Fundamentals of Magic episode next week. I'm not going to spoil what it is yet. Is it crystals? Is it herbs? Is it kitchen magic? Is it candles? We will never know until next week, but it's Fundamentals of Magic next week. Until then, I'm Danny. If you want to work with me, make sure you head over to thatwitchnextdoor.com. If you're interested, make sure to click on the mentorship at the top screen. Um, right hand of the screen there where you can learn more about the 12-week Think and Grow Witch Mentorship. You can sign up for the mentorship waitlist and you can book a free mini 45-minute business clarity session with me so we can really figure out how I can help you. I can't wait. I hope you have the most magical week ever and I will talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of That Witch Podcast. I seriously appreciate every single listen, every single download of every single episode. 
If you want to help continue to support the show, you can leave me a five-star review on iTunes. That really helps me reach other people that would enjoy the show as well. You can also just share the show with a friend or tag me on social media where you can also follow me at thatwitch.nextdoor on both Instagram and TikTok. If you want to work with me, I offer some really, really awesome one-on-one sessions with my clients. And I also will be launching a very cool mentorship coming up in the fall. If you want to book a session or join the waitlist for the mentorship, head over to my website, thatwitchnextdoor.com. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel so you can get access to every pre-show tarot reading that I do before every single episode, as well as some other fun stuff I have planned for YouTube down the line. All right. Thanks again, everyone. I appreciate all of you so much. Stay magical out there. 